Thank you to our sponsor, EJ Cards, a small but motivated company specializing in cards. EJ Cards believe passionately in great bargains and excellent service, which is why they commit themselves to give you the best of both. If you're looking for something new, you're in the right place. EJ Cards strive to be industrious and innovative, offering customers something they want, putting their desires at the top of the priority list. Find EJ Cards at www.ejcards.com.au. Welcome everybody to episode 114 of the You Can't Comp This NBA Trading Card Podcast. We are your hosts, Adam, Amy, and Russell Gibson. Russell, the NBA season is here. It is, and it's firing on all cylinders. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's uh, It's been an exciting start to the year. That's, that's good. I like it. I like it. People are competitive. competing. There's yeah. a tournament coming. I, I They advertise the crap out of it. I have no idea what's going on. There's a tournament coming. That's all I know. That's about all I'm up with that too, mate. Yep, yep. <laughs> but there'll be a tournament and a trophy before the tournament. And that's enough about that. Yeah. What have we... Right. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get straight into it. Tim Duncan has signed with Panini. Now, I thought he was slow, but really? Panini? Does he realize they're losing the... Uh, maybe they don't have the internet out there. Maybe he doesn't know about Panini losing the license. Well, my theory on that is that the cash they didn't have to spend on Victor because he signed with Fanatics. Hmm. They need to spend on something. So I think Duncan's a good spend. You know, he's really should have been signing autographs the last 20 years, to be perfectly honest. That's true. And he's he's actually quite tough to get autographs on. So I'm, I'm definitely psyched to be able to get some stuff back. So apparently he's got 50,000 stickers and he'll be signing on cards too. So there's going to be I was going to say, there better be some on cards as well. There's going to be heaps out in the marketplace. So nice. probably the only thing to consider now is be a little bit judicious on, you know, buying current sort of Duncan stuff because I think mm-hmm. that might take a little bit of a dive okay. just for the fact that, you know, there's 50,000 more coming. But other than that, it's all just very, very good news for collectors. And where I was going with this is what athlete would you like to see sign that currently isn't signing at the moment? Oh, I don't know. So I put you in a tricky one. A tricky one. I don't know who's not signing. So... So um, my one's Greg Popovich. Oh, I'd love a, 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 pop. a Popovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they, sure. they sort of stopped doing coaches' cards. And I know, you know, when you hit a coach's card in a break, it's not exactly something you want to do True. push-ups over. But at the same time, I well, actually don't mind the Steve yeah. Kerr stuff. The, yeah. Even Frank Vogel, I would even go that far, you know. And Pop is super hard. And he's he actually hasn't got autographs in products, but he's signed – napkins and business cards and he signed a couple of cards and they go for ridiculous like yeah absolutely we talked about bottom. that we, we looked up that and it's a couple hundred bucks for a pop auto 250 uh, yeah usd yeah so that would be the next one for me you know if they can't get victor get pop okay i was gonna say i i think i might be right that he ha- he's not with panini scotty pippen is one i would want hmm but that's just because i'm a bit of a pippen diehard so Pip's back in the news and he's doing some ads for Sportsbet and all the rest of it. He, he's he's really he's pumping up the uh, the NBL. He's been signed on as a sort of a what are they called advocate for the for the for the season. Yeah. So he's he's going to be back in Australia, I believe, early in the new year as well with the NBL finals. So 
Yeah. Rumor it, has it, it there'll be some meet and greet and opportunities and things like that coming. Because, um, yeah, he was with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, I think, in at the at the opening round of the NBL. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, segue-wise, you talked about Tim Duncan. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push this in a direction. Wembenyana, opening night, same stats as Timmy Duncan. Right. Coincidence? What's, what's your three takeaways so far from Victor? That kid is going to snap in half at some point. Um, he needs he needs to be fed. He needs to put some bulk on. Uh, there's nothing of him. He is not afraid, and he is going to be very good. There, my yeah. He needs to eat more. He's going to be good, and yeah, he's not afraid. So my three takeaways are: he's super competitive, and I think that plays into what you're saying. With he's not afraid. Yeah. The height of his release on the jump shot is just ridiculous. You know when people talk about Kareem Skyhook, how it's like the unblockable shot? Yep. I I think this is almost the second closest or the next closest thing to that Skyhook, just his simple turnaround jump shot. It is absolutely ridiculous. and It's got to get itself a nickname by some, surely, surely if it's that. (laughs) It almost makes me feel that it adds an extra dimension to the court where Mm -hmm. And I'd always almost put that over to the way he defends too. Like some of the shots he's been blocking it, you know, out of the shooter's hands and he still, you know, manages to get to it. It's crazy. Yeah. And then the third thing for me is just the way he scores. Catch and shoot on threes, pick and pop, pick and it's dive it- to the, you know, thing on post-ups. He's scoring off crossovers and it's just, I don't know. It seems to me like he's really got the complete package in what game mm. two. He's only had a couple of games and he's he's looking amazing. Um, that said, that's a sample size of two plus some preseason stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm very excited. I said the kid's going to have a future if he if he stays healthy. It's the only worry. I worry about him and I worry about Chet. There is nothing of those two. It's super funny for me because I think I really enjoy prospecting, but then when you see someone like Victor, it's almost like why do I even bother? going through discount bins looking for people like is this the is this the one you should just be buying and it's, it's done do you know what i mean like that's it's true it's that's the other true. thought i've had about all this too and look my traditional thing to do would be completely avoid these prospects like i've got very very little zion i've got very little jar and part of that is because i'm just like not that it's too obvious but it's also like very high risk just because of the price mm. that goes along with it true so that's probably the other thing that I've been thinking about this year. Like, who should I be looking at instead of Victor? And and I think Scoot looks really good. And so I, this is probably the, the first segue out of a segue, but he looks really, really good. Scoot? Yeah. Yeah. Strong, athletic, really good basketball mind. Like, and I don't want to go mm. too far with this, but the way he plays point guard and controls the court, I don't want to say Chris Paul, but maybe – a step less than Chris Paul, maybe a better Drew Holiday or, you know, something like this. It's, yeah, he's going to be super fun. So, yeah. What's your favorite moment so far of the season or favorite player or who's caught your eye and you've sort of been said, okay, great, I need to check out some cards for this guy. All right. So the one, there's one on my radar that I, that I, I'm, I don't know, should I let the cat out of the bag? No, he's already been in the media. Detroit, first three games from, I'm just trying to bring up the stats, Jalen Duran. Yeah, sure. Talk to me about Duran. All right, let's see. Stats. 
And just by the way, before you even start, you this is a tough sell for me to buy into Duran because he is two other players on the Pistons that I probably like more. So, but true. Con- convince me. All right. So first three first three games: seventeen points, fourteen points, twenty three points. Where are we? So he's got he's doubled his average already. Sure. Last last season in his rookie year. He was 9.1 points per game, uh, nine rebounds and, a, and an assist. Yeah. First Still three games. Yeah. Right. 18 points, averaging 15 rebounds and four assists. Yeah. This kid has taken a, a monumental step up. And I think some of those people on the Pistons that you're talking about are the ones that are helping him. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, Cade yeah. looks amazing. I actually yeah. think this is a very exciting young core. Yeah. And um, Duran might be an interesting piece here. Yeah. That's my um, that's my lukewarm take. No, yeah. I mean, look, it's, I like, it's only I, the, I like the third early. game of the yeah. season, isn't it? So you do have to be a little bit lukewarm about this. But at the same time, I'm actually mm-hmm. really glad that you spoke about the Pistons because, for me, this is the – you know, my last year's Thunder or my last year's Magic. Like, I think these guys yep. are going to be super fun this year. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting, yeah. So my hot take on the Pistons is I think Cade Cunningham, come on, we've done this to death. You don't need me to do it. I've been going on about Cade the last, you know, five months. So I'm feeling very fantastic and I'm feeling very, you know, happy about, you know, the Cade purchases that I bought. So, like, that's let's get that out of the way. Yeah. But then, so my Pistons take is this, though, is Jade and Ivy – Good Jarmorant because some people said he was sort of a second version of Jarmorant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I know what you mean. So though. now that Jarmorant's going through all these problems, and now there's sort of talk that he's not doing that well off the court, and mentally he's not holding up, and all you know, all this sort of thing. You know, what's he going to look like when he comes back? And Stephen Adams is injured, and he was sort of the the thing that was holding that team together. You know, things aren't looking you know fantastic in Memphis. So do you then say? Should I be buying Jade and Ivy if if I really love you know John mm. Matt? Like that's that's sort of my hot ridiculous take, and it's probably Ivy. not as bad as my Jordan Pool take from last week, considering how bad pools look so far. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> fair. I was fair, honest. Fair. I was honest about it. I said it was pretty right wing. Look, look. I, I think we can we can forget about the um, what's going on with uh, with Jordan Pool. We can forget about Washington, really. I don't think they're going to be much to to look at this season. But Cade Cunningham, as you as you right well put, what he's at twenty two. He's averaging twenty two points in his first three games and eight assists. Yeah, like he's he's really getting his teammates involved. Yeah, the points I'm not so fussed about, but I think if he's an elite mm-hmm. playmaker and he's got the body that he's got and he can also get shots, you know, when he wants to, kind of like what Chris Paul does, just, you know, takes over in the fourth quarter. Yep. You know, I think that's super exciting for mm. a team like the Pistons because they can actually win some games and they've already, you know, won a game this season, which it doesn't seem like much, but then they had another game that was a close loss. So, And it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where three games is not a lot to gauge on and, and we're definitely not going to count chickens before they hatch, but... There are positive signs. I think it's okay to be excited three games in, though. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what I mean. Like it's yeah. it's good. It's a good thing to actually be excited about it. So they're two Definitely. and one after three games. Yeah, who would have called that? 
No, definitely not. And yeah. it, it, that's a really good, let's just say they lose the next five. It's still a good start and it's still a good thing overall. Do you know what I mean? They've, they've been really bad the last couple of years. So Take it from someone whose team started 2-10 and 10 last season. <laughs> hey, really quickly, if you had to choose between Ivy, Cunningham and Duran, who would you pick out of the three to buy? Cunningham. I think it's still Cade. Uh, I'll just, I'm checking, I'll check card ladder now because I think price is a factor. Of course. Um, let's have a look. Uh, let's have a look. Okay, we don't want the base. We want the silver, and we want. What's that? The last few months, he's been a bit. He's still in that. The silvers are raw. Silvers are you can pick up fairly cheap, and you've seen there's been no real uptrend. Yeah, right. Last sold three hundred and seventy nine USD, which is up a little bit. I think he was in that three hundred bracket. What so about he's... the last the last six months? What's it trended in the last six months? Uh, he's up eight percent. Yeah. So, so he's averaging around that three hundred and fifty mark. So, I, I still, I still think for for what you, what we're um, what we're witnessing, it might be, it might be definitely worth a, a bit of a look. See, I think he's on the upward trend, and if it's not this year, he continues with numbers like this. He might might be pushing, um, for all star selection in the next year or so. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Detroit has to be in more. Uh, prominent standing, like they need to keep this kind of record up. But I think he he is definitely putting a case together for himself. Yep. Yeah. yeah. James Harden misses practice. Then it's reported that it's to do with a family member who's been unwell. Allegedly, and this is not through official ESPN, but it's through Twitter sources, he was locked out of the facility afterwards. And that's very reminiscent of the whole Ben Simmons being locked out of the training facility. He was texting people to try and get yeah. into the building. So that seems like almost a, a trend now in Philadelphia. The yeah. issue for me with Harden is that there's no one to trade with them. Literally, it's it's been talked about quite freely. You know, there's no one that, you know, wants this guy. So, look, for me, it's actually a little bit of a tragedy for Embiid because I think that's, you know, quite unfortunate for him. Mm. The winner out of this, though, is Tyrese Maxey. I think that's the big one we have to really talk yeah, about now Maxie, because- Maxey's capitalizing, isn't he? Yeah. And I feel like last week when we spoke about Maxey, I was a little bit not really wanting to commit. I was sort of like, well, 200 is, you know, is quite high. But then the way that he's been playing early in the season- it actually is that 200 too low now. So I think, you know, that's the the silver lining of this, you know, really terrible situation. I really like Maxi. I think that he's got a lot of physical tools that will let him succeed in the NBA. And then allegedly in the hmm. offseason, he had been practicing all point guard skills. So, you know, read and react and, you know, handling the ball a lot more. And the ball is just in his hands, you know, very large, you know, chunks of it. So, yeah. If you look at his card ladder at the moment, it has gone up in a very straight vertical line. So his last three sales was $198 mm. to $240 and to $253. So we were talking about this at $200. Yeah. And I was coming and hiring. I'm wrong about this. I think I just have to say that, you know, Maxis has come out of the gates. It's interesting hiring. to me. I'm looking at, and look, it's a different price point, but the pop, the pop count here for Tyrese's silver. Yeah. It's 327. Correct, yeah. Right. The pop count on Cade is 174 from memory. I'm going back. Don't mind me just doing research while we're recording. No, no that's totally fine. Look, 174 pop count. 
I don't read a lot of pop count into these guys just yet because remember we went through that really difficult time. Yeah, you're right. People will still have cards to grade. And there's plenty of time, you know, to get them in. I think also too the thing with Cade to keep in mind too, no one saw him for the last 12 months. So I don't think there was a lot of people. Well, I just find it hilarious that Maxi's already got nearly 400 cards. That was that was my my main takeaway. Yeah, sure. That that it's not that Cade's been undergraded, that people have been getting on Tyrese Maxi. Three hundred and twenty seven is not someone you're kind of just prospecting on. There, there's some serious numbers. Yeah, definitely. An interesting side note for that one. But yes, Card Ladder thinks it's it's uh, it's about the right price. Card Ladder value is two hundred and fifty three seventy five. Yeah, right. I don't know how accurate that. I think it's a weird algorithm that doesn't work all that well. There's no, it's not saying it's undervalued or overvalued. It's saying it's fairly valued. So the the trend must be real. The Bangman have just released the November gold and silver editions. The gold edition is priced at $379, which includes 2023 Prism, Select, Mosaic, Donruss Elite, Revolution, Illusions, and Flux. The silver edition is priced at $209 and includes Donruss Elite, Revolution, Illusions, Recon, and Flux. And of course, it is all hobby packs. You also receive supplies to protect your valuable cards and potential hits, as well as free express postage Australia-wide. New payment options such as Afterpay is also available. Use the promo code you can't comp this for a $15 discount off any of the November edition boxes. Thank you so much, Amir and team at Bangman for supporting the show. Andre Iguodala has officially announced his retirement from the NBA, so safe travels, Andre. And, and what's your favorite Iguodala memory? The uh, the LeBron James MVP that he won. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's quite funny because we joke about that. Our friends and I joke about this MVP award because it's like, hang on a second, LeBron was just the best player in that series. Why can't you just do the Jerry West thing and give it to LeBron. There's some super weird unspoken rules about the MVP though. You know, if you, if you're in a losing team, you don't win it, even if you're the best player. And but well, Jerry, can you be, Jerry West won it on the, on as the best player on a losing team. But can you be an MVP of a losing team? That doesn't actually make sense. MVP. Yeah, of- it's fair. It's fair. I get it. I get the logic and the rationale behind it. I just find it funny. Cause they were like, who do we give it to on the Warriors? Clearly LeBron James is the MVP. Let's give it to the guy who guarded LeBron. <laughs> Can I just like talk about the elephant in the room though? Couldn't they have just given it to Steph that year? They could have. Like Igadab played well, but it's not <laughs> like he was the MVP though. Think of well, you think about why he's so valuable. If he hadn't had done the job he did on LeBron, yeah, sure, the Cavs win that. But Ben Wallace didn't get MVP in the finals, did he? Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Know. It's, I get... know, I know. Anyway. You know who you know who won the other year when when uh, LeBron was defeated, right? Who Kawhi for doing what? Guarding LeBron James. I mean, Kawhi did a bit on the other end, probably a bit more than Iggy did. His Spurs and Finals MVP was a um, defensive workshop on on masterpiece. Yeah, interesting though. Yes, but all the best, Andre Iguodala. Yeah. I think he's the um, oh, what would you call him? Call him the pioneer of the of the veteran accepting their role off the bench. That would be that would be my most notable thing about Iguodala. Okay, 
is when he joined that Warriors team, um, Steve Kerr had the talk to him and said, look, we need you to we need you to come off the bench. And he didn't have a, a, a sook about it. He accepted that that was – he was at that point of his career and that was the role he needed to play. So, yeah, yeah, very, um, very honourable. And, um, yeah, now that makes – does it make LeBron the oldest player in the league? Oh, by far. A long way. Yeah. It's not even close. Sunday, 19th of November at the Melbourne Pavilion, the Hobby Hangout trading card show. Get what? Your There's a thing on the 19th of November. At thehobbyhangout.com.au. We'll be there doing a podcast. Darcy from Palms Off Gaming, Domer and Source will be there. Omar from One of One Memorabilia. And that is the end of tonight's ad. We only have about five minutes left ad. So let's try and get through one or two All right. things in the run sheet. All right, I'll go back to the run sheet. Let's see, Iguodala, and that we're, we're we're good. All right, what would you like? You can you can you can. Um... Wade Anthony sent us in a question. What would you class the higher end out of mosaic hobby or mosaic fast break? So I think for me, actually, this is really straightforward. It's people collect hobby more. Yeah, Isn't and hobby normally the the higher end product. Fast break is basically about half the price of what you would pay for a hobby. The prices like- do change from sort of product to product, but in very much in particular with Prism Fast Break. In saying that, the Fast Break cards have some very nice ones. The the rookie true, variants, true. I love yep. those. The pop counts on that are always low. Mm-hmm. And then you also get all your numbered stuff too. But look, there was for a while, I was actually buying up Fast Break stuff, thinking that, you know, this equation is going to flip around and, you know, people are going to catch up to it. But Despite the pop counts being lower, despite even if you find them more aesthetically pleasing, the silver prism is is still king. And look, you can get those out of fast breaks, but that's more of a hobby or even a retail, you know, pull really. Yep. What would you consider the difference or variance in price between PSA nine and a PSA ten? So at well, the that's moment a, that's a research thing, isn't it? Yeah. So at the yeah. moment, you can almost expect at least double the price from PSA 9 to 10 and sometimes triple the price. Now, PSA 8, this one's really easy. PSA 8 is basically raw. So PSA 9, you might get a little bit more than raw, maybe say $30. You might cover your grading fee and that's about it. But at the moment, there is quite a large difference in price between a 9 and a 10. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Wade hit a number to 10 mosaic fast break and he he's very keen to get it off to grading and he's hoping to get that back as a 10 so we'll put some of the pictures up on on the socials for that so wade thank you so much for the beautiful question mate that was yeah that was fun yeah that was awesome we've got any other actually any... i want to plug our own stuff so we've well, got I, was, few... I was waiting i was waiting to go can, can we can we can we can we do out can we do our, our our next episode it's gonna be fun. absolutely yeah so what we want to try and do is is do a segment in next week's episode called Card Advice. And if you're a Ryan Rossillo fan, he does this thing called Life Advice. So basically you send us in the questions and then you can make it as ridiculous or as serious as you want it to be and then we'll answer it appropriately. I hope we get the tone of the questions right there. Appropriately. Oh, this is going to be great. Now, there's two prizes up for grabs. There is a women's AFL box and a Pokemon 151, courtesy of our friends EJ Cards. And you can choose between each ever box it is, and I'll get that posted out to you, Australia Post Express. 
So we've got a few questions down already. You can leave your questions on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Yep. Yeah. That's about it. And that's pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. I like, I, I, yeah. Um, other news. Giannis got an extension. So for me, this is huge. Is it? I think, yeah, it is. I think this is, for me, well, actually for me, this is very important because the implication was that if the Bucks didn't put a better core around him, he would leave. And then it's just the same old, same old, same old teams putting their hands up. Miami Heat becomes a threat. The Los Angeles Lakers become a threat. The Clippers have, you know, really established themselves now, I think, somewhere mm. to go. I think they've really changed their culture around. I find that tedious. I find that boring. You know, there's also a rumor he was linked to the Warriors. Like, for me, it's awesome. You've got yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome team in LA, awesome team in Golden State. You know, you've got this juggernaut now, I think, in Boston, like being realistic. And now you've got this, yeah, you know, genuine title threat with the Bucks now with Damian Lillard going there. So I love this, you know, so much. Doesn't seem a lot of money though, does it? Three years, 186 million after what Jalen Brown got paid. That's that's kind of what, but it was a five-year, was, what was Jalen Brown's year? It was five-year deal. It's the same type of money. I, I think Giannis it's the is same. Getting, that's what I mean. Giannis is probably yeah. getting more. He's, it's only a three I think he's deal. actually getting a little bit less. He's actually consistently taken slightly unders in almost every contract he signed with the Bucks. Just to make sure. I think even yeah. that two or three million a year, the amount of luxury tax relief that the team gets, the expectation is they'll pick up somebody else. That's the mm-hmm. James Harden contract from last year when they got PJ Tucker, you know? True. So last question for the night, Adam, what is your takeaway from the NBA season that you'd like to chat about? There's going to be more to the season than meets the eye. Unfortunately, I think the Memphis Grizzlies could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. It's my early Which is a shame. They seem thoughts. like they've got yeah. a good team, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look, Adams being wrapped up, I think there's going to be a, a struggle. Yeah, maybe the Atlanta Hawks aren't as switched on as I thought they were. What else have I seen? Uh, Denver's really good, in case anybody was wondering. Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is good at basketball. Yeah. My final thought is a question for you. Pick the player. My final stat line was 16 of 25 from the field, 9 of 14 from three. 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 49 points. Who am I? Is that this season? Yep. I don't know. Damian Luka Lillard? Doncic. Oh, that's right. That mm, Fun. Yep. Did you see in the first game they almost lost to the Spurs? <laughs> almost. Almost. I was really hoping. I just wanted Wemby to like just, just to swat Luka like as the defining point of that game anyway. I tried to hold back. <laughs> He's a great regular season stat man, that Luka Doncic. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. I, I was waiting for you to turn that around. Unfortunately, yeah, that nice. Kyrie Irving's going to make sure he doesn't get to the playoffs. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll, be, we'll be back next week with our, our – the medical center will be open. <laughs> the doctors will be in. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye.